Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, what we love to do every single week is take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves, mostly, and hopefully some of you as well, through the process of change. We love it. We're obsessed with it. We talk about it all the time, everywhere. We can't stop talking about change. And this week, I think our juicy topic is kind of fun. It's all about getting unstuck using questions. And now, Rod, I consider you like a Jedi master when it comes to asking really great questions. So I'm going to turn it over to you to kick us off and give us like a little bit of background. How did we land with this topic this week? Ooh, it's a great story. I was thinking I would respond back to you with a question just in a kind of meta kind of way. But... <laughs> no, just alas. to demonstrate your Jedi master skills. <laughs> And I am a Padawan, but then, so let's. I'm ready to learn. But, I'm ready to learn. Right, but your question guided me in the right direction. So yeah, I the yes. uh, we've we've talked about curio- curiosity before, and a, maybe a couple of stories uh, that would be fun to tell. So one this a story on the the first just questions as a way for curiosity. I and I'd mentioned this before, but as a reminder for our listeners is I I took a course I was working for a company it was like a sales course it was how to do sales better the training was based on being curious and asking questions and and different you know questions particularly around scoping a sale but um the the takeaway for me was like oh yes this is so um it was so valuable for me because what it was, it was catching. I had this momentum in a conversation I'd have with somebody is I would be wanting to add more insight and add more information and answer what I think that they were saying. And it, it really was, it stopped me. I was like, Oh yeah, maybe I should ask a question to find out more, to make sure I understood what they were talking about. Like through better understanding, I would have, better insight in what I uh, might say. So um, that was super useful just in life in general. It was sales-based. And I stumbled across uh, a book and it was about questions, but that were more like different types of questions, which I think are more broadly applicable. So, but before I go there, can I tell you a story about how I stumbled across this book? I love a story. Go. I'm so ready. I have my cup of tea. I'm ready. Go. I have to say, I have been, and I don't even know, I think I was born in a library because I have been (laughs) going to libraries from the beginning. I was trying to remember when I started to get into libraries and I can't remember. Like I can remember going there, looking through the Dewey Decimal Cards, finding books in my local library, like not for school related stuff. That's awesome. Now my mom. I used to go with my mom all the time, and like she, she, I, I fell in love with the library as a child ah, with, yes. with my mom. Yeah, yeah. We could, I, you know, university. I, I would. But take, it sounds like for you, it continued. Oh yes. So I, um, uh, ac- active library user. In Toronto is honestly, it's it's one of the gems, 
And having lived in other cities, I can tell you that not every city has such a great library network. Um, but shout so out I, to TPL. Yeah, and I've audiobooks has been something as well I've listened to a long time. Now that I can trace back to my dad who would get audiobooks and he would bring them on trips. If we would go on a trip, we would have a this like big valise kind of cassette, you know, there'd be 20 cassettes awesome. that you'd be listening to in the car. And so I often do audiobooks. I listened uh, 10 years or so ago, a book came out called The Team of Rivals about Abraham Lincoln. So this is, you know, I'm also like history kind of stuff, which right. I know you do as well, being I do a history person. So I listened to this team of rivals. Uh, I got it on CD, reveal that. But I was able to listen to it multiple times. Um, I ended up listening to this audiobook about five or six times about Lincoln, which is an amazing book, which is why I listened to it multiple times. I even got teary-eyed at the end when he was assassinated as if I hadn't known. Right. But it was such a good story. Um, but the, the key from that one is the narrator of the audiobook was so good i'll even t her name is suzanne torren t-o-r-e-n i'm writing it down yes so 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 great and like just the way that she would use different uh voices if she was t if it was a woman talking she would have a more higher voice and if it was a man talking she would lower her voice and you could follow it was like listening to a play that one person was recounting that's cool. And so I like her voice is imprinted in my brain. I came more recently, listened to another audiobook, again a history book. Uh this time 1919 the Paris Peace Talks. It's cuz it, you know, Remembrance Day I started getting into like whatever that war history I think which is normal time of mm -hmm. the year that we do that. And it was the same narrator. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to love this book. I'm going to love listening to this 1919 because it's the narrator. And I did from the beginning to end. It was fantastic. So I'm like, what other books has she narrated? And I Google this and I find stuff and I go to the library and do audiobook, you know, reserve. And it takes weeks until it comes. So just this week, this book showed up in my audiobook app from the library and it was change your questions change your life and of course i'm thinking even the title is so cool i know so i'm i'm thinking oh i must have somehow reserved this this is the other gem about libraries is that you reserve a book and it takes you don't even you forget that you've reserved it but it, it pops up whenever you know months later <laughs> you're like oh this book oh i forgot what this is about so I start listening to it, and it's the same voice. It's the narrator from the history books. That's cool. Except this. Were you shocked at first? Like, how, what oh, was your yes. reaction when you realized? Because that's such a different type of book. Like, I hear the title, and I'm like, whoop, whoop. But what was your reaction? <laughs> I, no, I was discombobulated. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> because I was like, I thought I'd reserve the book because of the change, because we like right. learning about change. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the same narrator. What a coincidence. And I'm like, I don't think I can listen to this because I associate her with history, like talking <laughs> like she's Abe Lincoln or, you know, whoever. Um, 
but then then I felt obliged to listen to at least the first part because I'm like, well, if I say that I I'm into change, you know, I gotta right. I can't just turn this off so quickly. I should. <laughs> I should listen to this. You can't poo-poo it out of, you know, just, yes, yes. <laughs> so I listened to it a little bit. And then, you know, I, I actually I spent the first little time thinking, am I going to get over? It's like, I don't know how to say that. You know, it's, I felt it's not portrayed, but it's like, can I, I don't have this narrator on such a high pedestal anymore if she's able to do <laughs> trashy self-help books called, you know. Right, Cause right, it, cause right. It, <laughs> so you had some like judgment thoughts, Rod. I love you, but you had some judgment thoughts about our our friend Suzanne. It's like it's like it happens. You know, it's it like, happens. Think of an actor. Okay, Daniel Day Lewis, right? Right. Amazing actor. If you've seen, he happened to play Lincoln in a portrayal of the same book, Team Rod. But he's played like Last of the Mohicans. Other. Imagine he did like a romance comedy. And you saw him, Ew. and you'd be like, "Really, Daniel? Did you have to?" I, I no, that's a good. That's a good way to <laughs> sum it up. Now I've got the image. Yes. <laughs> so I'm listening, and it's like this book is. It's a you know. Oh, if you listen, learn these techniques, your life will. You know, it will. You'll be highly successful. You'll make lots of money. You'll have wonderful uh, relationships. It's like, oh, really. So, Sounds a little hallmarky to me too. Yeah, not gonna lie to you. Totally. And yeah. <laughs> so and we get into it, and then by I'm gonna jump like any good story. I'm gonna jump to the end. Then we'll come back and talk about the meat. So I'm listening to the end of the book where after I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great, and the the profile they gave the profile of the author at the end, and it was really uh, substantial. Like she originally wrote the first thing in late nineties uh, for the psychiatric or not psychiatric, but like some therapy psychology uh, Institute and which was received uh, an award based on this style of questioning, you know, shifting questions that will help in cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, and I'm like, that's a pretty good credential. So it was only at the end. I was like, okay, there was actually good substance to, to this. But I mean, I could tell as we were going through the book that, uh, there's some good uh, good things there. And that's what we'll talk about. So changing your questions to change your life and become highly successful yeah. and own dun, a yacht. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the how can I boil this down? The the maybe I'll use ourselves as a um uh as an example. You know how when we talk through um, our different topics, yes. I think one of the things that we do, which we we came, up, we find really works well, is pose things in the form of a question to the other person, mm-hmm. as a way to open up thinking pathways. And I think we do do that. I never thought of it before, but we totally do that. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. And. Um, I never really, I never thought made that connection either. <laughs> but the, but the, the also if you um uh, you know given another example if if you are have something that's bothering you or if I have something that's bothering me often it's 
at times if somebody asks me the question, it's like, well, uh, what are you going to do about it? Or um, do you need help? Or like I'm trying to literally basic questions. And suddenly by the asking the question, it's like, oh, what am I going to do about it? I really hadn't thought about it because I was just stuck in this mode of uh, bemoaning the situation. (laughs) I wasn't really actually Mm -hmm, thinking about mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. So the premise of the book is you can get into a uh, mindset or a state and um, they use this term of judgment state and and it gives these different which we would probably say is like fixed mindset right yes like it it has parallel things to fixed mindset yeah 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 yes so it's like they would say so you come across a situation uh something doesn't look right you go who screwed this up is a you know that's your inner inner dialogue or did yeah or did i screw this up or you know it could be self-critique as well as other critique but it talks a lot about how do you shift, what question can you ask that can shift your mindset around your state of thinking around this to, it uses the term learner state. So how can you shift from uh, judging to learn to uh, more open-minded? So using, you said fixed mindset there, you know, we could make the parallel to the growth mindset. Right, right. And and so this is the I think the add-on insight is I don't recall I mean I, maybe it does but in the the fixed to growth mindset book or dialogue it 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 does a good job of educating us on those two different things but what this book around change your questions talks about is how can you shift in the moment not in like two weeks from now like in the actual right. seconds of that moment shift your thinking. It's using questions and and it was one of these things where it's like so obvious yet I had n- never truly thought about it in that sense you know like it was can I tell a story about it yes please so I I was having a conversation uh with a few people last week and one of the people in the conversation brought up this idea of generations at work we were having it wasn't at work but we were having a conversation about the different generations and the whole idea of you know soon or if not right now there are four gen potentially four generations of people in the workplace Mm -hmm. and this person had you know done a bit of sort of google-ish research on it and was sharing an opinion about what it means to have boomers all the way down to gen z or gen z And I was really irritated. (laughs) I was so irritated (laughs) by the entire conversation. And I was so, it's so, and like, and like really just completely put off. Like I was, I was just, I don't know. I think I just don't like to be put into a box. I Mm -hmm. don't like to be told I'm a this and therefore it's a that. Like, and, and it felt a little bit like that. Like I was being put into some kind of a box as a in relation to being a, a Gen X person. Mm. Uh, but I think no matter which one I'd been, I probably would have had this, a similar reaction. And and I couldn't I couldn't really figure out why in the moment. And I and I didn't really I didn't say anything in the moment in the conversation that we were having in my group of friends because I thought 
everybody else is kind of like nodding and agreeing and and like maybe I'm just a total weirdo and I'm the only one yeah. who's feeling this like strong sense of like outsiderness uh in relation to this conversation and this topic and so then yesterday and and it's and the funk kind of stuck with me like it it didn't I kept you know how you keep sometimes you relive conversations in your head with people and like you reimagine them in different ways. So I had all that going on in relation to this as well. So it really got to me in some way. And then yesterday you sent me the link to this book. And so I was, uh, even though I didn't respond to your text, because sometimes I'm a bad friend, but uh, I was looking, nonetheless, I did click the link and I did look at it. And uh, I was looking at some of the questions. And one of the ones that really struck me was, well, what can I what can I ask if someone, if I'm talking to someone and what they're saying, like I find it a little bit black and white Mm -hmm. or a little bit, you know, it's just not resonating with me. What questions can I ask myself first to kind of figure out why is this? Because clearly that put me into a fixed mindset. Like I was the one who was first shoved into the Mm -hmm. fixed mindset. I got very black and white about the rightness versus wrongness of this conversation. And, uh, and then, and and so like, ask that question about me first, why is it so triggering? And then also ask the question, what could you ask the other person in a way that is an open question that is like a kind Mm. open question to help like them to understand where your questioning is coming from. And it was only in that moment that I started to get unstuck from that stuckness mm. and i just i now find the whole thing so interesting because i don't think i knew how how stuck i was mm. until i started thinking of these questions and i don't even what's cool is i didn't even need i don't even need to ask them of my friends who were having this conversation just by reflecting on them in my own self i feel ah. better and i feel less stuck and that to me is magic. Yes. Like that to me, because now I'm no longer, honestly, I'm no longer having the repeat conversations ah. with, pe- with those people in my head. It all stopped once I started thinking about these questions. Oh my gosh. I'm going to look it up what and see was if I can qu- find okay. the one question that really, that really hit it. Because I was just like, yeah, no, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. She was telling a story. Hang on, hang on. Well, what's your reaction to that while I search? Oh, well, I wanted one well, my reaction is what was the question you asked? I want to write it down. But was it like why am oh, I bothered by I this? think it was the one or, No, I think it was the what am I responsible for? Yes. I actually uh, let's talk about that a little bit. And what are they thinking, feeling and wanting? Ah. What are they thinking and feeling and wanting? Because something, um, like something caused this person to do this research and look into it and whatever. Like what is going on for them that mm. that they got to, which, you know, if we speak in our professional lives, that's good old fashioned stakeholder impact assessment. Yeah. Like what got that person to that place? But then like, why, I have to keep looking at it. I have to write these down. Okay. What am I responsible for? Like, what part of this? Why am I being triggered? What's going on? And not so. And then her, the tough question she asked, which are the ones we always ask ourselves, is why? Why am I a failure? Why did I? Why am I reacting to this? Yes. What's wrong with me? Da 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 da. You know, versus what happened? What are my choices? What's right. best to do now? What's my next step? Which is so yes, so much more freeing. 
And it's what's cool. Again, what's the coolest thing to me is that all of that was an internal process to free me. Mm. And I don't even have to have that conversation now with anybody else. Like I, like I'm free from it. Wow. Uh, oh, I love cool. it. Okay. I, okay. A few things I want to ask about one is, uh, the question about what am I responsible for? Because I, that came up in the book as I was listening to, and that was one of the ones I was like, I don't really know. To me, I don't know how to answer that. But before we go there, I would say there is a question. So what came to me is I, I thought maybe the question, and you touched on it, is why am I bothered? So, so first of all, recognizing that you're bothered, which is, right. which is, it shouldn't be taken for granted, the recognition part. The, the Because I think we all, even if we feel like we're practicing this, we, it takes a few goes around. Like it, t- it, it's sit- totally. sitting with us for a while before we it's go. Hey, the wait pause a second. Of recognition, yeah. right? Not just experiencing it, but the pause of recognizing yeah. it that I think is magical. Where you say, like, and that's the, it's a subtle difference. Yes. It's a subtle, subtle difference. That's but right. there is a. You're like, wait a, a second. I'm in this. To recognition, something's bothering yeah. me here because I've thought about <laughs> this. Something is getting under my skin. Yeah. What is going on? Yes. And, uh, and so I the uh, so. The question of like why is this bothering me and then you could say well because i don't like xyz and then it's like but the next question why why don't i like that i think it's right. very helpful um but then the question you're saying the one about what am i responsible for that came up a few times around uh and and i didn't how does that how do you interpret that question because i didn't know how to interpret it when i heard it in the book so as I think about it, maybe first I'll think about it in my personal life. And again, like I've never thought about this question before, but mm. for some reason it really deeply resonated with me. I think, I think of things like, okay, I know I'm responsible for my own, re- not, I'm not responsible for my reactions because those happen, but mm. I am responsible for the actions I take as a result of my mm-hmm. reactions, right? Like it's that Ooh, pause between reaction and action. Yeah. So I am very responsible for that. Like I, I own that tip to tail. And I think I am also responsible for um, kind of how I engage with this group. How deeply am I going to engage? And this I'm just like thinking about it in the moment. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we have some friends where we have conversations and it doesn't go to a deep, deep level. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what am I responsible for in this friendship group? What's what's my, like, is this a friendship group where we go deep into it? And where I might say, why are we talking? Like, this to me seems like, uh, you know, all of the biases that we're all trying to fight um, as women. This was a group of women. Mm-hmm. As all the biases that we're trying to fight, this seems to me like it brings them all back. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And so what am I responsible for might also refer to that whole, like, what is the social structure in which you're in, you know? And mm. is this a place where um, you have those deep conversations or do you just let it go? And sometimes people say things that you think, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And you just got to figure out, is this one of those moments where I just let it go, even though it, it clearly is rubbing me the wrong way? Or is this a moment where I do use my voice yeah. and I and I say something about it? Because I don't think we have to say something in every instance. Right. Otherwise, we would never have friendships, right? There yes. are always in, <laughs> in right. all relationships times where the best answer is shh. Right. The best answer sometimes is just psh, 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 
quiet, right. quiet, quiet. Um, but it's, I think it's a little bit of that too. What am I responsible for? Mm-hmm. And then also, I think, you know, in that instance, I was responsible for the fact that I kept, it kept bothering me. Like mm. it, it kept, like I own that. That's not on the other person. They're not responsible for the fact that it, oh, yes. it impacted me so deeply and that I kept ruminating on Boom. it. That's not on them. Yes. That is 100% on me. That, okay, that, that resonates. It's, the, yeah, you're responsible for that, taking care of that part. That is right. very insightful because I can tell you that's not often the case. Could be, I'd say that for myself. When I'm in that zone of uh, mulling over something, I'm I'm still blaming the other person every time I'm mulling oh, over 100%. it. Oh, 100%. For the 10th and 20th time. Uh, yeah. Oh, the- and so it's usually like reliving the argument so that you win every time and in a multitude <laughs> of different ways, you know? <laughs> So, like, but that is such a, I don't know, like, prison is too strong a word, but it's such a, like, it's such a, I don't know, it takes up valuable energy and Mm. valuable time. And at a time in life when most of us are tired and need a little break or whatever, the more time we spend ruminating on that stuff, the less we have for joy bringing things Mm -hmm. and flow bringing things. Like, you can't be in a state of flow when you're having imaginary arguments, reliving imaginary arguments. And I really think, like, for me, this asking of questions, it it broke that habit. It really did. I got to keep trying it. It's right now, it is an N of one. It's one instance that it's happened in. So I have to do homework and keep trying it out because... But it really worked. Yes, it really yeah, works yeah, yeah. this week. It yeah. does. It does like that. I. This is where I think there was. A, there's a lot of. Um, this is perhaps even a simple idea, and this is what. The, by the way, these these self help books or whatever category put it in. I think one of the challenges is trying to make enough material so that it could be like more than twenty pages, where the idea itself yeah. is like on one page, and it's so powerful, and that's. And this is why I never finish business books. Honest to God, I don't know that there is one business book I've read tip to tail because I find like in the first <laughs> in the prologue, I think that's what it is. The very beginning, they sort of say everything they're going to say. Yeah. And then what else do you like? Here's some proof. Here's some proof. Here's some proof. Here's some proof. And by then I'm disinterested. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that, Rod. I feel a little bit relieved. <laughs> <laughs> Those years of university and business classes where you just skimmed the, the prologue and you were done. And the guilt that you carried. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I did have some guilt about it. <laughs> it takes a really good book for me to read it end to end, let me tell you. Like, it has to be a really gripping... Maybe yeah. I just have ADD. I don't know. Who knows? So, okay, but anyway, well, what, were gonna gonna, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? So we've talked about the importance... We spend a lot of time talking about... The, the the difficult times when we're in when we're stuck and when we're feeling down and and the and then that's because you need to understand how to get out of that to and, yeah. and this is just connect something you just said like this is the what am i responsible for is once i recognize the state i'm in uh oh. shifting doing taking steps to shift my perspective uh and it and it's not it's never a straight line but it's like forward forward never straight to use that expression is is yes um i think th- yeah that's definitely powerful i think that another thing from the book yesterday was you touched on it is the question is asked 
question it says that we should ask ourselves is what are my choices here? So on how so I, good. it's the, I'm writing that one down too. Yeah. I'm going to, now that I, I'm, I'm, whatever situation I'm in, what's my choice and how I approach this, which is I, for me was powerful because I'm often not think asking that question at all. And I'm just, I start on a path yeah. where even when I get down that path, as I'm interacting with someone, I recognize I'm like, I'm not even sure if I'm, doing the right thing here or I'm taking the right approach yeah. but I never really asked myself did I have a choice and uh are you doing this differently but again I think that's a part of how fast a society we live in right now right where everybody is so busy and so but and sort of tired and and I think when we're tired it's not a it we're not necessarily in our biggest growth mindset selves no but just pausing and asking that question of what are my choices here mm -hmm. I mean we are very privileged we have choices like yeah. you know recognizing that lots of people in the world don't have the choices that we do it, it's that is a very very powerful question for us to ask ourselves yeah yeah, I feel is. like we have an experiment to do over the holidays. And then I feel like we should revisit this one and, oh, and talk yeah. about when we've asked ourselves some really powerful questions. Yes. And what it what has happened as a result, because this for me is a nascent idea, like just, yes. I, I don't know, maybe I've we, been doing it and not recognizing I've been doing it. But this is the first time I've really brought it to consciousness. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I love your idea. Yeah. Okay, so here. So check. If you catch yourself in a moment where what you're thinking, your internal dialogue is kind of a question about somebody else or your own action, which is a negative, t a judgmental tone. And if you remember those moments that, well, first, I think first step is just if you catch yourself in those moments where you're judging yes. someone else or, or yourself. And then, of course, the experiment is what kind of fault question, if you shift the question, what is, what is that? new question you ask oh my god i'm so excited and i feel like doing this over the holidays is perfect too we will have so many opportunities where in our minds we're thinking yes come on now you gotta be kidding me and this <laughs> is about breaking that breaking that mindset yeah. of like you know putting stuff on the other person yeah. and kind of figuring out uh, you know, doing your own work to to figure out what that where those questions in your own mind are coming from. Yeah. Ah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Plus, I love homework. I really do. I know that's weird, but I do love a good homework assignment, Rod. I got another homework <laughs> assignment for you. Are you ready? Okay, go. I'm ready. Go get a library card. <laughs> if you don't have one, go get a library card. I will have one by the time the holidays are done. <laughs> I'm super excited. Yes, embarrassingly, I do not have a library card. Thanks for outing me to the world, Roderick. <laughs> <laughs> going now to get library card. My local library opens at 1.30. I'm going today. Ooh. Going today. Yeah, good. Or maybe next week, but I'm going. <laughs> Before the end of the year. <laughs> In 2021. Before the end of the year. Totally. Totally. In 2021, yeah. I am going. Yes. I will start the new year with a library card. Awesome. Definitely. <laughs> this has been an awesome topic. Thank you for raising this one. Yay. I loved every minute of it. I can't wait to practice. Yes, me too. I'm so excited. Me too. Okay. Thanks, Leslie. <gasps>
Thanks, my friend. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.